All right, y'all, welcome to part two of the Black Christianity episode. Again, I'm kicking it with my brother, Josh Oman of Kick That Gospel. And we're about to just jump right then, right back in there. We're finishing out our conversation on dismantling this idea of Christianity being a white man's religion. So without further ado, here we go. Yeah, no, I agree. I think the biggest issue is people not really taking the time to kind of do the research on you on their own. Because like you said, like, you know, in the first couple of chap, the first few chapters of Genesis, you already see that right. presence there. Um, so to get caught up into, you know, the white, this white man's religion, that whole narrative, I think it's just, you know, uh, shame on that shame on you, really? basically, because there's we have. So yeah, because there's it's no crazy reason. because it's not like it's our great grandmother or grandmother's time when we had to go to a library and get the books. You literally mm -hmm. through Google, I'm sorry, I'm not saying Google's the best thing because from a, from a institutional standpoint, Google is not the best thing to read, to use for research. So, but if you right. were lazy enough to stumble upon truth, like you can literally use Google and find out things that are different from your bias. You know, you, if you literally say, okay, what role did Africa play in the Christian narrative? You'll find thousands of things. Like you'll find thousands of things that literally point to um, the African dis um, diaspora and how we had such a voice. Now, here's the thing. Like I said, institutions in America have done a horrible job because I went through seminary, but that wasn't taught. You know, it was brothers mm. like um, my brother, Charlie Mitchell, that put me on. It was brothers like uh, uh, Pastor Eric Mason who put me on. It was dudes like uh, Doug Logan, my own pastor, Pastor Ronnie. Like it was looking me looking through people's Kindles, looking through books, me finding truths about who I was and who how 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 people from my from my color and my race had a voice in in the proclamation of God's word. But it's not taught in, in, in a lot of seminaries and it's not taught in a lot of our institutions of higher learning and, and our schools. So what do you expect for people to do? People are going to run with the lie. You know what I mean? People are going to run with, oh, you're not good enough. You don't look pretty enough. You're whatever this and that. When God's saying that you're a child of God, you know, you're a chosen race, you're a chosen priesthood. Not saying black people necessarily, but the people that trust in God, the people that trust in Christ are this chosen right. race, this chosen priesthood. And so if, if I, I think that, like I said, we, we have done a bad job in these institutions reaffirming people's um, identity. Obviously, our identity is in Christ, but God still made our ethnicity. And our ethnicity talks to this character of the image of God, the Imago Dei, being made in the image. So the white man is a part of God's image. The Spanish man is a part of God's image. The Israeli or the, the Samaritan is a part of God's image. You know, I, I love, I mean, no, I'm not going to change it, but I love that, I love that, um, that time when Jesus meets the woman at the well, I, you know, the Samaritan woman, mm. like, and she's like, yo, y'all got to meet this dude. This dude told me everything about, about all the stuff I done did, <laughs> okay? And he didn't judge right. me. He didn't throw me to the wolves. You know, he was kind and compassionate to me, you know, because if you look at the Bible, Samaritans and Jews don't rock. You know what I'm saying? That's white and black people. Right. ain't seeing eye to eye like that. But he comes across this racial barrier to say, you know, if you knew who I was, you would actually live in water. You know, if you knew who I was, you wouldn't be worried about the, my, me being a Jew. 
you wouldn't worry about you being you being a Samaritan. You would worry about the fact that you know I, I'm God. You're in the presence of the living God, the one that's created you. You know, you'd be asking for this particular living water. So, um, and 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 it's so much in the Bible that just points to this, to God bringing us back to um, rest in in Him. You know, I love that story of Cornelius and Peter. Completely different people, Gentile and Jew. We don't rock with them Jews. We don't rock with them Gentiles. But God's like, yo, that's your brother. <laughs> you know, and Peter, that's your brother. Hey, Cornelius, that's your brother. Um, and, and, and I think that that's, that's the thing we got to come to realize that our ethnicity isn't a barrier to God. Um, our ethnicity is speaking to his, his amazing majesty and how he can create um, these beautiful people from different skins, different races, different tongues, different ethnicities, pointing back to Revelation 7, praising this Lamb God. So. Woo, you are preaching today, <laughs> sir. Um, so with that being said, because uh, mm -hmm. a, a little while back, you kind of mentioned, you know, um, white evangelicals and they're affirming, you know, Donald Trump and all of those different things and how it has caused like such a divide. Right. At least I feel like I was um, I was having a conversation with someone and I'm like, you know, I'm just really concerned about the the ministry of white evangelicals mm. going forward because of the last mm. four years like i just i find it hard to see how they're going to be able to get folks to listen uh -huh. to the gospel you know given like you know everything that has transpired but um the question that i have for you though is you know how do how can we use the gospel of jesus or how does the gospel of jesus eradicate this idea of white supremacy or privilege man um yeah uh i think the gospel um i think paul trips talks about how the gospel gives us grace to to work you know work horizontally but look vertically you know if the gospel is strong enough mm. then it shouldn't be it shouldn't be a barrier but it has been in america it has been a barrier of 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 privilege it's been a barrier of the have versus the have nots um and the thing is like i said mankind you know has done a horrible job trying to play god's role you know we've tried to to sit on the throne and be gods over other people and it's completely decimated nations it's completely decimated our our, our own nation um, now, obviously, we, you know, there's no buildings knocked down or blown up or anything like that, but we don't know. <laughs> we don't know years down the line if that might be a reality because, like I said, when man tries to sit on that throne, he just, he does a hard, horrible job trying to imitate God. You know, you need, you need a better savior. You need somebody mm -hmm. that can sit on that throne that's perfect. And that's a hard shoe to fill. Um, you know, I, I we, like we were saying with the woman in the well and, um, you know, the enemy, to, to to the Jews, you know, and Jesus just, um, you know, reaffirming the fact that, you know, he cares for her and coming over this racial um, dividing line. Um, I like the the story even of, um, you know, there's this the story of the Matthew, the tax collector, um, just this person that is not, is, is a Jew, but isn't really loved by his people because he's, <laughs> he's, he's stealing their money, essentially. <laughs> rejected you know right. um i think jesus is always going to side with the people that are oppressed marginalized broken you know it, those crushed in spirit as he says in 
in, in, in Psalms, um, he's he's always going to go across the 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 wall or the barrier of hostility um, and, and and love those people because that's that's what the gospel does. It goes past racial barriers. The gospel goes past um, money barriers. It goes past all these things to bring people to this to this cross. Um, you know, Jesus came to save us on from the worst part of ourselves. And we obviously know that racism and hate, um, he, he came to dismantle. If you look at the, you know, the Pharisees um, had a, this legal uh, system, Pharisees and the Sadducees had this legal system that literally would like affirm, you know, their right to practice, you know, everything in the synagogues, but then wouldn't let the poor in, wouldn't let the people who didn't have money into the synagogues. They were always had to sit outside. You know, and Jesus comes in, like Luke 14, and proclaims this good news and said today that this this day, you know, that this 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 word has been fulfilled in your hearing, you know, and he's always going to go across those hostility lines. And so I feel like the gospel of Jesus Christ is always going to eradicate evil. So if white supremacy is this hmm. this thing that um, has um, controlled it and had this control over, you know, this nation. Uh, for so long, I feel like God's going to flip the tables. <laughs> you know, I feel like God at some point is going to flip the tables yeah. because um, that's what love does. Love is not going to sit there and allow things to continue to happen um, that have um, so oppressed um, a certain demographic of people. Um, you know, like I said, this, this, this good news of the gospel is for all people of all nations, of all tongues. And so I think that he's always going to find ways to, take the hammer and nail on the cross and bleed out so that people, many people can be saved uh, from themselves um, and saved from this hostility of white supremacy. Um, it's crazy, but I think that that's what the gospel um, can and will do. And it has been doing, you know, it always looks like we taking an L <laughs> I guess because of what's, what's been happening in our nation. It looks like, man, you know, Christianity be taking an L. I said Western Christianity right? is taking an L, but Christianity is still growing. If you look at China, those people still, if they can read a scripture and, and they get the Bible taken away from, you know, those officials while they're in jail, to glory to God, they're going to remember that one scripture for the rest of their, <laughs> for the rest of their life because it means that much to them. They've been, they've been sanctified and saved and redeemed, and it becomes their heart's treasure. If, if my life is all that I see in America and I'm like, Paul, like, whoa, what was me? Like, like, whoa, whoa, if this gospel is like in vain. Like, you know what I mean? If this gospel ain't true, then we still in our sins. Yeah. We, we stuck, you know, but because we believe and we trust in, um, in this unseen God, um, it allows us to to move and navigate a different way. I, I love what Animenio says. He says, you, you live different when you know you've been forgiven. You just do. You know what I'm saying? You, you just do. You don't yeah. live the same. You don't act the same. You don't think the same. You know, your thought your thoughts are thinking vertical all the time. You know, you're always about the you're always thinking about the father's work and his kingdom work. So I think that the gospel of Jesus Christ is always gonna go over the racial barrier. It's always gonna go over the racial hostility. And it's gonna say it's gonna call people friends. It's gonna invite people over that are white and black. It's gonna invite people over into your church that speak in different tongues. It's going to invite people over from the neighborhood that are both rich and poor, 
that are both educated and non-educated, that are people that are well, uh, well in health and people that are sick. That's what the gospel does. You know, it brings these people into the room under this one lamb raising him high, you know, because of what he's done for them that they couldn't do for themselves. Oh, that's deep. No, that's deep. Um, and I appreciate that. You know, I appreciate how, because mm -hmm. I, I feel like, you know, using the gospel to eradicate the idea of white supremacy is very similar to using the gospel, um, you know, when it comes to like, you know, ending slavery or freeing slaves, mm -hmm. you know, whatever the case is, like, it's a tool that we can use in whatever season, you know, or whatever thing is going on, like the answers yeah. can be found in scripture. Um, so, yeah. So thank you for pointing mm -hmm. us back to scripture. Um, one of the things I want to highlight in this conversation is just like the, the life and ministry of Dr. Mm -hmm. Martin Luther King Jr. Because we, you know, uh, we just celebrated uh, the Martin Luther King Jr. Day and his birthday just passed. Um, but I just kind of want to talk through, you know, what are what are your thoughts on some of the similarities between the ministry of Jesus and the ministry of yeah, Dr. King? Yeah, I, I think um, King was definitely inspired by Christ. Um, I think he always worked towards um, nonviolence um, in a way of he's always trying to love those that literally are trying to cut his head off. <laughs> Um, he's always trying to find yeah. a way to dismantle um, hate in every form. Um, I, I think that there's there's a lot of similarities. I like what he says. Um, there's one quote he said. I, I'm not, I think it was one of in, in his book, um, A Knock at Midnight. Um, he said, I, I still believe that standing up for truth of God is the greatest thing in the world. Um, this is this is the end of life. The end of life is not to be happy. The end of life is not to achieve pleasure and avoid pain. He says the end of life is to do the will of God, come what may. Doesn't that sound like Jesus? Like, the, like you don't, you don't, yes, it does. you don't get that picture unless you get Jesus. Like, you don't you can't do the mm. civil rights movement without Jesus? Um, I, 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 th I think of there was a time when he went to Jamaica. You know, Cain takes this 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 travel to Jamaica, and he said, "In Jamaica, I finally felt like a human." Yeah, this man had been in the United wow. States for so many years. He said, "I didn't feel like a human until I came to Jamaica," and my my thought process goes back to this to this story of Moses. Obviously, I'm in Exodus. It goes back to the story of Moses and how Moses is grafted into the to the kingdom of of Egypt. And he's under Pharaoh and he's a, he's a child of Pharaoh and he enjoys the spoils of, of Egypt, you know, with his brother Ramesses and he enjoys this beautiful life. And, you know, one day he just sees the affliction of the Israelites and he couldn't stay into the pleasures of Egypt anymore because he was like, man, I'm seeing the affliction of my people, you know, and I, I can't enjoy the spoils while they're while they're being toiled and, and putting all this burden on their backs and you know he obviously kills him and he runs away um and then sees the burning bush and then just his life completely gets flipped around and then he goes back into egypt asking for god's people to be let go you know for us i think that we we want to enjoy the pleasures of life 
Um, um, I remember Martin Luther King, you say, you know, I want to die of old age. You say, I want to die. Oh, he said, longevity has its place. You know, I, I want to, I want to live a long life, but I, I know I'm not going to, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's saying, you know, while right. I'm here, you know, I'm, I'm going to do all I can you know, for God's glory. Um, and, and, and I think that if you look at Jesus's life, um, you know, if you look at Jesus's life, that Jesus could have enjoyed his kingdom while he was on earth and while he was in heaven, but he stripped himself of, of his royal regard. Like he, he stripped himself of his, of his, not of his divinity, but he stripped himself of his kingship and literally came down to earth to be a poor, marginalized brown skinned dude who people would like say like, yo, yo, this dude is like the son of man. We got to kill him. You know, we got to kill him. Um, and, 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 and mm. so you see how he loves people and how he goes through these different hostile environments, proclaiming the good news of his father. He said, I'm not doing my will. He said, I'm doing this on the will of my father you know, laying down his life not to do what he wanted to do, you know, but taking the bitter cup and, 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 and taking on the, the, the bludgeoning of, 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 you know, life and the bludgeoning of this particular um, racial hostility from, from, from Israel and from Rome, um, getting it from both sides. Um, but yeah, um, I think there's a, there's a lot of similarities between Martin Luther King and Christ. Um, I like what King said too before. He said, always be sure that you struggle with Christian methods and Christian weapons, never succumb to the temptation of becoming better. And you press on for justice and be sure to move with dignity and discipline using only the weapon of love. That sounds like Jesus. I, I cannot, I, I yeah. cannot like imagine anything else but the life of Christ being lived out. Now, granted, there have been theologians that kind of say, yo, you know, hey, well, he doesn't really believe in the Trinity and this and that. But we all know people have said things to mar the character of Martin Luther King. <laughs> let's just be, uh, let's right. be honest here. But, um, but yeah, very much, um, very much like Christ in a lot of his uh, method methodologies inspired by the life of Christ um, and how he moved. Um, I think that what encapsulates Christ versus King is that, um, you know, Matthew 5, 43 through 47, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you. And that way you'll be, you'll be acting as true mm -hmm. children of your father in heaven for he gives his sunlight to both evil and good and sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. You know, that that's, that's, that's Christ, you know? Um, and so I, I, I think that, there's a lot of similarities between the two. Um, I think that uh, what we get from from King is a life that is poured out. You know, Jesus pours out his life, you know, uh, because his treasure wasn't in this world. If his treasure was in this world, if Martin Luther King's treasure in this world, I'm like, man, that's a sucky way to go out. You grew, you went out as a poor man. Yeah. Um, but if your treasure is on something higher, just if your treasure is something greater, um, you're willing to sacrifice everything uh, so that um, people can have what you didn't. I, I look at um, Jesus, what he said in Mark 10, uh, was that 42 through 45? He said, whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. You know, well, that's, that's not MLK, right? That sounds like somebody that, that's serving people. He's like, yes, you know, if you want to be great, you got to be the least. He said, so for even the son of man came not to be served, right? But to serve others and to give his life for the ransom of many. Mm -hmm. 
you know, King sacrificed a lot uh, for African Americans in in this country, um, and we'll never we'll never know to the depth. Like, man, this man probably was getting calls from the KKK. This man was getting calls from his own practitioners. Right. There are people in the faith that thought MLK was bat crazy. They're like, yo, this man is literally gonna get us killed. Yep. Um, and and afraid to to speak out against white supremacy, afraid to combat hate and racism and, and wickedness and in all its forms and shapes, because it doesn't just come in race. It comes in greed, it comes in money, it comes in in, in good things sometimes. <laughs> like, you know, some of the good things become become bad. Um, you know, it, 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 it's, 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 it's the servant's life. You know, the, the life of Christ, I think the life of MLK is the servant's life um, that you're gonna give up um, something f- for for another life. There's another kingdom that's being built here on earth that's not like this kingdom. Because if it was like the kingdom of earth, then I'm trying to absorb these different nations so that I can be a powerful nation. That's America's that's America's history. You know, there were people already here, so I need to absorb them of their resources, their things, their stuff, take these people from this other nation so they can work for me for free and so that I can make a name for myself, right? Going back to that Tower of Babel. Making making my name great, you know, yeah. and, and and so, um, but the, I think that Christ is showing us if you want to be great, you're going to serve others. You know, if you want to be great, you're going to serve in your community. If you're going to be great, you're going to give of yourself to to people um, for the full glory of God, so that God's name can be great and be glorified through you. Man, Josh, I feel like. We could talk about this stuff forever Um, because, you know, I just think that, you know, we're just even though you've said a whole lot and it's been really good. I feel like we're even just touching the tip of the iceberg. You know what I'm saying? Um, And unfortunately, I'm pretty sure like we just don't have like that that attention span (laughs) to even go uh, further. But um, I only have a couple other questions um, for you and then and then we could wrap it up. So. Um, another question I have is, you know, in your opinion, how does historical black Christianity pave the way for today's black Christian millennials? Because I, I've, I've read some things that said, you know, a lot of millennials are, you know, leaving the church in droves, you know, um, you know, or, or choosing to abstain from, you know, the, the religion they were brought up in for a plethora of different reasons. But, you know, for us, you know, how does, you know, a lot of the stuff that we've already kind of talked about, how does that pave the way for us? I think you have to look at, um, what are, what are the wins that, that have helped us overcome? Cause a lot of those freedom fighters were inspired by the word of God. Um, I don't think that you can, um, overcome um the the evil of this day without knowing the history of christianity for uh the african-american experience uh i think that people again goes back to what we talked about in the beginning you you, it's one of those things that um because you you, we we have to spend time researching that we have to spend time bathing in 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 that Mm -hmm. to understand that you know how did how did these people overcome what they overcame you know, how did Harriet Tubman free these particular slaves? How did MLK, um, you know, go through the civil rights movement? How was he encouraged? How was he equipped to do such a, uh, to do such a thing? Um, um, and I, I think that for millennials, I think we, we got to stop living in, in, in a box. You know, a lot of times we, it's about kind of like my life, my things and, 
you know, it's, it's about me, 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 me. Um, and you, you got to start thinking outside of that. Um, when I look at a lot of the different sets like Kemetism and, and Black Hebrew Israelites and Nation of Islam and Five Percenters and uh, African mysticism, all these different groups of sets are because, you know, our identity hasn't been affirmed. You know, we're trying to find I- identity mm-hmm. um, in, in our ethnicity. Um, and it just it's just more nuanced than that. It's not just about our our race. You know, it's about, um, you know, the world around us, you know, the world we live in, you know, our, our not just our day to day lives, That's good. but, you know, the world that God created for all people and for all nations to um, to glorify him. And so um, I think that for millennials, um, you know, I know I, I know that it just looks better. I think sometimes my pastor would tell us it was looks greener on the other side, but a lot of times it's not. <laughs> You know, it's like you take off one shackle uh, and, and, and are freed by Christ. And then because, you know, it's not the way I want it. It's not the way I like it. It don't taste good to me. It don't look good to me. I'm going to try this other shackle and it's going to be better. But then it winds up never being better. You know, um, yeah. like I said, with, with diff- those different sets, it's like I'm always trying to follow this set of rules um, and if I follow these set of rules, then I'll be affirmed by my ethnicity or I'll be affirmed by my by my people. And, and, and Christ is trying to free us from those shackles. <laughs> he, he's trying to free us from, um, um, you know, our ethnicity. You know, um, our, our ethnicity is an important part. It is. It's who yeah. we are. It is how we live. It's how we think. It's how we act and feel. Um, and he's not saying there's anything wrong with that because he created it. So why would he, you know what I mean? Why would he not affirm it? You know, it's his made in his image. Um, right. But it's our, our identity, you know, the reason, our purpose is because of who God is. Um, and that 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 is the reason why we, um, as the Bible said, move, live, and have our being. You know, it's because of who, what he's done for us that we need to learn uh, what that is. What does that mean? Um, and how does that make us move um, from our day to day? Um, but I think historical Black Christianity, um, like I said, you could start from, um, you know, Africa, um, start from just the history of Africa and how it affirms uh, not just this group of people, but how God would use um, that particular group to to the, to the next nations. I was crazy because I, I was reading Genesis and I looked at the life of Joseph. And there was a part in Joseph that completely blew my mind. You know, Joseph, uh, you know, obviously we all know the story of Joseph mm-hmm. when he's locked down in prison um, and, and he gets out um, yeah. and, and Pharaoh was like, you know, I had this dream and my cupbearer and these people didn't know anything. And I got all the magicians in Egypt and nobody could figure this thing out. And Joseph literally didn't point to himself. Joseph pointed to God. Joseph was like, I don't interpret these dreams on my own. like this ain't me he's like god interprets these dreams he's using right. me you know as a vessel to to interpret but this this is all god and, and and literally pharaoh that particular pharaoh is like okay i'm giving you everything in egypt to 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 get me through this famine because i now know and believe that your god is better than any of these people that i <laughs> that i done bought over here that were magicians <laughs> And I was like, yo, I was so right. blown away by that because I was like, man, that Pharaoh put his faith in God because of the the um, 
just Joseph being a vessel, just Joseph being available, just Joseph being humble, you know, because Joseph could have been hot. Yeah. Joseph was, yeah. was in jail. His brothers threw him in slavery. He went through all this stuff. He could have been hot, mad, and 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 all this. But I love what he said. And um, was it Genesis fifty? He was like, he said, well, "You meant this for evil, but God turned this into good, so that many people could be saved from this." You know what I mean? And and so it's just crazy on, that Lord. we allowed, uh, you know, white supremacy and you know white evangelicalism. I love I love my brothers from all from all nations, all walks of life. And I know that we've been marred and hurt by them. We've been marred and hurt by each other. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and and, and, and so we weren't the, I mean we weren't the only mm-hmm. ones being sold into slavery. Our own people were selling us into slavery, but we ain't gonna talk about that. You know what I mean? And so we ain't got <laughs> we ain't, no, got time, we ain't got time that. for but that. <laughs> I think the, the historical black Christianity has has I'm not saying it's perfect, because mm-hmm. we ain't none of us perfect, but it, it it's it's dealt through persecution. It's dealt through hangings and lynchings when we're getting out of churches. It's been through slavery and shackles. Wow. And it's always found a way to overcome. And how has that been? It's because we've been trusting in Christ. Oh, that's We've different. been trusting in Christ. Grandma, great, you talk to great grandma. Grandma, great grandma don't know nothing else but pray. <laughs> Listen, that. That is truth. It's, it's, that's so and right. We, we don't know anything so else. Right. Grandma don't know anything else but get on her knees and pray. And it's nothing wrong with that. Prayer is not some weak mm. thing. She's trusting in the fact that I can't do it. She knows her limit. So she's trusting in the one that created everything and created the people that's even hating us and, and praying that they can redeem their heart. Remember, God hardened Pharaoh's heart so that he can free Israel. So God will use racism, God will use hate, God will use good, God will use evil for all of his redemptive work. You know, that's what it says. It's like all things work together. Not not just the sum, you know, not just the good things, but all things work together, Mm. uh, work together for the good of them that are called according to his purpose. Um, and, And that's just that's just the redemptive work of Christ. That's just the redemptive work of Christ for millennials, for black millennials. So you don't have to trust in your ethnicity, because your ethnicity is going to fail you too. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it is. It's Ooh, just, it is. That's good. Like, we all know, like, some of our people will crime the economic chain and forget us. They forget the people that are at the bottom. You, you'll you literally climb the and they forget everybody. Oh, I'm made yeah. now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, <laughs> yeah, I don't know because what I y'all gonna do. You know, I have everything. I don't need nothing. You know, I'm like the rich young ruler. I don't. I'm dead. Everything. I'm good. You know, until God start pulling your heartstrings and He's like, sell everything you had and follow me. You couldn't do it. You know what I mean? So it's 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 a redemptive work mm. that is still being. Ooh. It's it's nuanced, and God is still working that through all of us. You know, God is still redeeming all of us in our minds and hearts. And the ones that got it now have to go into the world and keep keep um, proclaiming the good news. Oh, this is speaking to me. This is speaking to me. <laughs> you know, I was recording this thing. So I'm like, folks need to hear this. But this is speaking to me directly to my heart. Um, all right. So, you know, we're going to just start wrapping it up here. <laughs> um 
But before we we wrap up this episode, who are some, and I think you mentioned some earlier, but who are some other Black theologians for those of us wanting to study just some of their work? So I I narrowed down the list of (laughs) people that I either have studied or people that I'm aspiring to look at their work some more. Um, There's a lot. Um, There's James Cone, um, who actually Pastor Ronnie pinned me on to to James Cone. Howard Thurman, uh, Dr. Anthony Bradley, uh, Vince Back Back to Back to B A C O T E. I'm sorry if I chopped up your name. Uh, Brian Bantam, um, Charles Octavius Booth, Eric Watkins. Um, if you look at from the from a you know later on as we are here now, um, Dr. Carl Ellis from Reformed uh, Theological Seminary, Dr. Tony Evans, Dr. Vince Bantum uh, from Fuller University, who studies African Christianity and studies the languages in Africa. You know, very nuanced Mm. languages in Africa. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Damian Richardson um, is amazing uh, urban apologetist um, that I met um, in Thriving a couple years ago. Um, He's over at Logos um, Bible Software. Um, Lisa Fields, killing it from Jew, Jew 3 Project, um, and, how, and how we wrestle through our faith, how we wrestle through um, why we believe what we believe when we believe it, <laughs> you know what I mean, and how to, to, to um, have an apology for, you know, you know for the word. Um, these are just some of the black theologians um, I've been studying or have studied. There, there are a lot more than that. Um, there really is. Um, but those are at least a good uh, working ground. Um, I obviously, you know, I, I like, I love, you know, Pastor E. Yeah. I was calling him Unk, but, you know, I love Pastor E's work. Um, um, this, uh, you know, Doug Logan, and that's a brother, that was a brother that I went through seminary with. Um, there's so many black pastors and writers and thinkers. There's a lot of them. <laughs> there are a lot of them. Um, the sister that does Truth Table okay. um, is another one. Um, a great thinker of the word um, and how, how that allows us to live our life on a day-to-day basis. So there, there's a lot, there, there really is a lot. And I think you just, people just have to take the time to, to look them up. Uh, you know, some of them are still alive too. You can email, <laughs> email them, ask questions, uh, read their books. Um, yeah. Right. You know. No, that's good. Um, I, and I also like that, you know, there's a lot of, young black people that are coming up in the faith that are you know um may necessarily may not necessarily view themselves as theologians but are definitely making an impact in the faith um like i know like under um uh dr eric mason there's uh dr sarita lyons who does their ministry over at that church and (laughs) sis is like listen (laughs) i sit through one of her bible study series and i feel like you know i'm on the path to being a theologian because you know breaking down just like you know what things mean and you know like you know well this word you know in in hebrew translation means this and i mean just like you know and i think all of those things are so important just like the context around scripture and stuff so so this is good, you know. Thank you for this preliminary list. Um, you know, I can't speak for anybody else, but it looks like I got a lot of work and reading to do. So, um, thank you so much for that. And you know, just thank you for taking the time to um, come on this episode and just drop all of these nuggets for us. I hope that people will walk away with just you know some truth, or even 
you know, the desire to just want to go out and do their own yeah, research. Yeah, I think the, everything that your, was your hope is not trying to gain a whole bunch of information. Here's the thing about Christianity that's different, I think, than any other faith. So a lot of faith, you're a lot of faiths, like you're literally gaining all this information. You're trying to get to this particular entity. And if I do enough good, once I get to that entity, I'll have this eternal bliss and my life will be perfect. Here's the thing about Christianity. Why are you jacked up? <laughs> Why are you messed up? Why are you a hot heated mess? <laughs> this God comes down into human flesh, deals with your sin issue, goes to this particular cross. Uh, um, because we always get to the cross, but heals people, lives with people, does life with people, eats with people, people that are jacked up, person got mm -hmm. leprosy, person sick, person dealing with mama law's dead, whatever, and literally just does life with people, dies, comes back to do more life with people and his spirit, you know, and, and, and lives wow. in people's hearts, and minds, and souls so that they can go into the world and become these these churches these these individual people that are still messed up still being redeemed still being sanctified but are going into the world to to restore the world back to its order to bring back that shalom peace um the peace of god that you know god created um for life to be um that's 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 the work of christianity true christianity not not the western stuff y'all see to gain power and we're gonna invoke invoke God, or we invoke you, Holy Spirit, whatever that is. That's not that. That is not that. We ain't invoking God. God lives in us. We ain't got to go invoke him. He already in us. I ain't got to invoke God. I can get on my knees and pray, and God hears me. Or I can say, say in solitude, and he speaks, but he speaks mainly through his word. So if you ain't in the book, then you don't know what God's saying. Yeah. Ooh, That's why you have to invoke somebody. him. You don't know what he's saying, so I got to invoke him. So yes. I can find out what he's saying. Well. Right. <laughs> oh, yes, the word. Open your Bibles. And thanks so much for just, you know, um, just in everything you said. And, and, you know, regardless of whatever the question was, it just just point back to Jesus. Like, you know, you know, that's the starting point. Um, <clears throat> all right. So, <throat> Josh, at, before we wrap this thing up, um, how is or has god affirmed you oh, man personally? i love that last part of um you know the great commission to the disciples he's like you know i'll never leave you i'll never forsake you i'll be with you to the end of the age man if i got nothing else from god <laughs> that's enough to hold me I, at least for me because <laughs> if you look at their lives and i think you know how how i'm affirmed i'm looking at the lives of these 12 men and how messed up they are, how jacked up they are, and God calls them, you know, still calls them, even if they jacked up, even if they ain't got it together. You know, he dies, he's risen, and he still didn't believe. How do you do life with somebody for three years and you still ain't believe? <laughs> three years, I mean, three strong mm. years. And it wasn't until the Holy Spirit was in them, yeah. not among them, but in them, that they were, you know, that they helped build the early church and helped proclaim the good news. Um, I think that, I think that um, for me, how God affirms me is that literally on my best day, on my worst day, I still need Jesus. I, I'm still in need. Um, I love Psalm 27, 13 and 14. I think that is probably my favorite scripture out of the Bible. You know, it's, it's David, right? You know, it's, I would have lost heart 
unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. It says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall, stri he'll, he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. And for our generation, that has always been such a hard thing through slavery. That's been such a hard thing through Jim Crow and redlining and these, these different things um, through being hung and lynched, being sexually abused, being being broken apart, the family structure being broken apart. And somewhere in there, like I, I'm always thinking back to that scripture, I would have lost hope. You know, I would have lost heart. You know, I would have given up um, had I not mm -hmm. believed, you know, that I, I would see, you know, Stephen, before he's yeah. getting stoned, like he said, I see, I see the Lord in the heavens. Like I see, yeah, I see him sitting at the right hand of God. It, it, it's crazy because even Martin Luther King had that experience. He said, I, I, I've been to the mountaintop. I'm like, what mountaintop have you done been to? Like, where that mountain, Martin? Ooh. Yeah, I've been <laughs> to the mountaintop. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I've tasted and I've seen that he's good. You know, I, you don't get, you don't get there unless you experience wow. life and then come to the resolve to trust. You know, I, I cannot, I've not, I've studied almost, not every religion, but I've studied a lot of religions and I don't get that hope. I don't get that truth. I don't get that trust, um, even in the midst of my not trusting. You know, it, it, I think the reason why God has affirmed me is because that I come to this resolve that I, whether shall I go, you know, I have nowhere else to go, God. I got, I got nothing else but you, you know. And if you don't come to this end of yourself, um, then you'll always be seeking for something else. You'll always be tired. You'll always never rest. You'll never be able to Sabbath from from your work. You'll never be able to to trust God because you're trying to find something in the world that you should be finding in Him because He created it. You know what I'm saying? Even the good things and the bad things. You, cre it, 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 you know what I mean? Like all those things are working together. And if we don't work, if we're not trusting in his redemptive work, um, we're, we're, we're like Paul, we're, we're people most miserable. You know what I'm saying? We're people most <laughs> just jacked up. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Um, the last four years showed us that. The last four years have shown us that. The last 400 years have shown us that. Um, Throughout the eons of, of scripture, throughout throughout the the work of the world, if 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 God doesn't affirm us, you know, if God doesn't bring us into this, graft us in as children in His kingdom, then we're 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 jacked. <laughs> no, yeah. that's what's up. No, that's real life. Wow, that that's good. That's that's really good. Um. All right. Again, Josh, you know, I just want to thank you. Thank oh, you for kicking it me. with me and kicking that gospel to me. Um, I am just so grateful and thankful just for all the things that that God is doing in your life. And I can I can hear your passion. I can feel your passion, you know, and just your genuine love for Jesus and wanting people to know, yeah. like how God is affirming them. And yeah, I just yeah. think that's so, so, so important. All right. So how can the listeners connect with you on social media? Because folk need to get this gospel and they yes, need, to, uh, they you, need you to kick it to them. IG, so, you know, on Twitter at kick that gospel, K-I-C-K-D-A-T gospel. Uh, yeah, you could get me on there. Uh, that's the best way to get to me. So, yeah. Okay, cool. And let me tell y'all, like, just, <laughs> just follow it. Okay. And just be blessed. Receive this blessing.
on your life because if nobody's going to give it to you, Josh is going to give it to you. And so I appreciate that. So again, thank you so much for kicking it with me, brother Josh. I appreciate it. Can you believe that this episode came to an end? This was so good, man. Thanks so much, Josh, for joining me on this episode. Y'all make sure you're following my brother on social media at kick that gospel so that you can keep up with all of the things that he's doing in his ministry. And thanks again for tuning in. You could have been anywhere else, but you were here tuned in with us listening again. As always, I would love to hear your thoughts. So make sure you're following me on Instagram at Jesus Affirms Me. Let me know what you thought about the episode. If you have any questions, shoot those, shoot those over to me so that we can give get to you the resources that you need. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until we meet y'all, be good.